fierce ladies, welcome to the Moms in Real Estate podcast, where we unleash our unapologetic power to share the raw truth of our journeys. Brace yourself for a dose of empowerment, education, and encouragement like never before. I'm Kristen, a relentless entrepreneur obsessed with connecting and uplifting fellow boss babes. In this podcast, we're all about getting down to business, conquering motherhood, nurturing relationships, and so much more. Get ready to dive into the nitty gritty, embrace the hustle, and unravel the secrets of success in the world of real estate. We're here to ignite your fire, equip you with the knowledge, and unleash your limitless potential. Tune in as we redefine what it means to be a true boss babe. Welcome to Moms in Real Estate, the podcast that celebrates and empowers women in the real estate industry. I'm your host, Kristen, and today we have a fantastic guest with us. She's a dedicated realtor based in sunny Arizona, making her mark in the real estate world while juggling the joys of motherhood and building an amazing community. Please give us a warm welcome for Cheryl Wood. Hey, girl. Hey. Oh, hey. How are you? I'm amazing. I'm so glad you're here. And I know you guys always hear this from me, but when I have somebody in studio, it's like the best thing ever. And Cheryl is on the west side in Arizona, which if you're from Arizona, you know, the west side and the east side are like two different places, like very different, almost like you live in another state. 100%. Yes. And I mean, so we only come to the east side to go to Ikea. Oh my gosh, really? Until we get one on the <laughs> west side, then we'll never have to come to the east side. And for you. And for yes. You. And for me and for moms in real estate. So tell us, I want to hear kind of your journey in real estate. Let's start with like, what prompted you to get your real estate license? So I moved to Arizona in 2018 and I started actually staging homes for other realtors and really loved it. Loved the whole process of it, getting the home ready to sell and getting kind of close with the realtors on what they were doing on their side. And it sort of just escalated into that. Um, Did you do home staging when you were in California? No. You didn't. So it's just something that you've like been passionate about and you just like decided to go for it. 100%. Like if I was a child and you asked me what I wanted to do when I grew up, it would be like remodel homes. Yes. But that was before, you know, Joanna Gaines and everybody. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> growing up, I just never really saw how it would work out. I don't know. It's different. In California... Um, it's so weird. You just don't, at least I didn't think that like your big dreams could come true. And then you yeah. get to Arizona and it's almost like the West Valley of Arizona is very much like this wild west open place where you can do anything and be anything and have any business and everything's just like growing and exciting and fun. So when I moved out here, I surrounded myself with a lot of entrepreneurs and yeah. everybody was just doing all these amazing things and being very successful out in the West Valley. I love that story because it's like such a great example of how when you put yourself in the rooms of like what you want to be, how much it like you it can, it can actually happen. Whereas in California, you felt like I didn't even know that was a possibility. hundred percent. I love that. Yeah. So what was like when you first got your license, what would you say were some of like the hardest parts of getting your business up and going because you're brand new in Arizona and we know a lot of people, I know a lot of moms in real estate that have been on the podcast that have talked about starting their business in a new state and I'm always like, gosh, that would be so hard. So tell us about your experience. Yeah. So actually before real estate, I was doing direct sales through social media. And so I already had like a really big social media following yeah. and knew how to grow a business using social media and connect with people. So it 
very naturally translated into real estate, which was surprising because I had moved from California to Arizona, mm-hmm. which... Oh, gosh, yeah, I didn't even think about <laughs> a that. A lot of people, you know... Um, there was a wave right after there you was moved a wave. here. <laughs> so then everybody was starting to move here, and a lot of people obviously saw that I had moved here. And so it was really awesome that I helped a lot of people move here. And a lot of my clients came to Arizona with so much love for Arizona mm. and respect for it. And just like we cherish Arizona, like we're these like refugees that came over and we're just like, this is our state, like take care of it, treat it right. Like all these things we, we just have, I have so much pride in Arizona yeah. and being from Southern California, most people have Southern California pride, like yeah. big time, right? Cause uh-huh. everybody wants to go to California, yeah. Hollywood, beaches, uh-huh. the dreams. And I was born and raised there and never thought I would leave. Yeah. But coming to Arizona, I just love Arizona. It's mm-hmm. it's just such this unique hidden gem. And so I really try to protect it. And it's growing like crazy. So it feels like kind of hard at sometimes. Like it's yeah. getting overwhelming. But, you know, just if I could be an example of like loving this state, then hopefully everyone else will. Oh, my gosh. that's follow. That makes me so happy. Even because I'm born and raised here and I'm in Gilbert. And it's so hard. I love and hate the growth. Like I love mm-hmm. the growth because I see how much success comes with it with all my friends who own businesses and just meeting new people all the time. But like, I miss the cornfields. I miss like, you know, just driving and not having a million people around me. That part's hard. And so I definitely like, I feel that, but I love Arizona too. It took me a long time. And we were talking earlier. So her business name, go ahead and tell them. Happy Cactus Homes. Which I love because I'm like, and I was like, why'd you pick that? And she told me it's because like, you think of cactus when you think of Arizona and it is it's so cute and so fitting for the brand I love that thank you so tell me like you know you've been in the business now for five years what like how did you build outside of social media like what have been like some of your main pillars for your business and what has been like who's been like really influential on helping you Yeah. So I, when I started real estate, I looked at Mm non-realtors for what they do on social media and how they build their business. And then I just took those concepts and kind of put it into real estate. And I've always been a really big community builder. Naturally, I love Mm -hmm. throwing parties and events and Mm -hmm. theme parties, anything, or I'm like, yes. And just thinking all these creative themes. So getting together with people in community, um, that happened a lot. So I, like actually put relationships before, you know, the business side of things. And I think when you genuinely do that and want to connect with people and want to just, you know, love on other people, everything sort of naturally follows. But, you know, that's easier than, you know, you say that, but how do you do it? Um, You have to sort of just force yourself. When I moved here, I forced myself into any single Facebook group I could Mm -hmm. find, any event, any mom's night, any fun parties, anything. And I would just go to everything. Mm -hmm. And then you sort of naturally find your your tribe of people, right? Yes. So I did that a lot and made a ton of friends in person out here as well. Mm -hmm. So you can't just rely totally on social media, but in person, going and supporting other people's events and businesses and, and just being there and showing up. That's like half, half the business is showing up. Well, so many people tell me like how, like, I just, I can't get myself to come. And then when they do, they're like, I'm so happy I did. That's something that I commonly hear is like, I did not want to show up. And it's because I think, and we were just talking about this earlier, like a lot of people have anxiety around it because it is awkward when you first come into a room and you're like, I don't know anyone. And somehow I'm going to have to go like maneuver my way into this conversation. And you kind of have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And then the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And you're right. You find your own tribe. 
And so when you did that, I call that like the wing woman of events, like when you're going to support other people's events and like, how can I help you? And it's such a great way to build your network of people. And it's a great way to, when you're building your network of people, those people want to come support what you're doing. So it's such a great practice. I love that. Um, Let's talk about community building for a minute. So it is so hard to get started because sometimes you'll throw an event and like maybe two people come and then you're like, okay, maybe I'm never doing that again. Like you almost just feel like defeated, but what would you say like in your experience creating like rooms and like building community, what have been your struggles and how have you overcome them? Oh, um, gosh, I think being really positive and really optimistic mm-hmm. and, you know, that energy is really contagious. And so when you have that personality type and you say you're going to throw a party or an event or anything, people want to be around that and people are attracted to that. So again, you know, if your attitude is, it's almost like an attitude check. If your attitude is like negative or, oh, this isn't going to work out or all these things, that energy is put out there and people can feel that too. So for all my events, I really kind of just, I'll put an event out there and then hype it up up until the event. Mm -hmm. So whether it's, you know, posting the things I'm getting ready for the event, um, even if it's like a Facebook group page, I'll post behind the scenes of like, okay, I got this for the event. So excited. And you'll have people kind of comment and go on that. And then other people will see that and be like, oh my gosh, I'm excited. I, and and people have FOMO. They do. You want to create the FOMO and and create the FOMO for people um, because they do want to be at the event and they want to have a great time. So I, I try to utilize, you know, Facebook events, which is not everybody sees those. So then you're also putting it in your stories and Mm -hmm. you're posting it and you're, you know, texting those people that, you know, might not have seen it and, and making sure you are putting it at top of mind for other people to come to the event. Yeah. Um, I've been really, really lucky with a lot of people coming to my events and Mm -hmm. showing up, but again, that's years of building relationships with people. So it's not like I just showed up in Arizona, didn't know a single person. I was like, I'm going to throw a party. Will you come and just put this out there like I built all these relationships to do it first I love all of that it's like everything I teach when I teach community building like the FOMO aspect I feel like that is such a great thing and then I think what you said about um like you're texting people right you can't just post it on Instagram and hope Mm -hmm. that everybody sees it because only a certain amount of people see it so what are your other avenues for getting people to the event so I love that you put that out there because I know a lot of people are afraid to do that, yeah. which is so funny. I'm like, it's just inviting somebody. People love to be invited places, even if they can't make it. Yes. Or you have those people that are like, I'm never going to go, but I want the invitation. And I know literally, those I, I know those, those people. people. Me too. <laughs> I have a friend like that and she does not come to anything. And she finally came to one event and I was just like, so proud and so excited. Yeah. And she had a great time. <laughs> you probably called her yeah. out when she walked in. You're like, you're finally I I was like, I'm so happy to see you. <laughs> so when you throw these events, like what's kind of... What's your path? Like, do you, are you loving the creative process? Which I feel like you do because you loved creating like beautiful rooms and homes, right? And now you're loving creating like beautiful rooms where people are gathering together. Is that right? Yes. Everything creative side of things. I love like just, we'll just brainstorm things. Um, and just all the ideas that start flowing. I think if you don't, if you're not on the practice of that being creative, it's a, it's a, it's a skill. It's like Mm -hmm. a muscle. And if you don't work it, it's hard to be creative. So people who aren't really creative, because they don't ever practice it. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I'm practicing it all the time, like 24 seven, like everything, you know, oh, this could be an event. How can we name this? What could we do? Something catchy. And, and then, you know, if I'm sitting with other business partners and hanging out and we just sort of have like this mind meld of things yeah. and, and have just fun things and we're like, let's do it and roll mm-hmm. with it. So 
So I love that side of it, getting it, um, all the vibes and aesthetic and everything, because I do, I think how a room feels is really important. Me too. Um, because it sets the tone and uh, it's it's really important. A lot of people don't see the value in that. Yeah. And, and it takes a lot of work on like our parts when we're doing that, um, because if you see somebody and you can tell that this was hard for them to get here, like I know it's my job to go make that person feel super safe and warm and welcome. And I very much love like an inclusive environment. So I never want anyone to feel like, oh, I went to that, but everybody kind of like excluded me or they were like, you know, just kind of like high school, you know, I'm like, absolutely not. So I always like to like make sure if I see anybody that's by themselves, who can I connect them with? How can I make them feel just a part of it? You know, connecting that's like nail on the head. Like just being a true connector of knowing you get to know someone and their personality. And then you think of someone else they remind you of, or like, Oh my gosh, they'd be great friends. Mm -hmm. And just putting them together. There's like a funny meme of where it's like you connect these two people and then they go out like shopping or they go to a movie and they don't invite you. But I'm like, I'm like, Hey, I set you two up, you know, but like I'm happy for them. I'm like, wait, you know, but but I literally will group text those two people and be like, what the hell girl? Like, why did I get invited? (laughs) Where was my invite? I wasn't going to go. But yeah, totally. Yeah, but I I love connecting people like that. So when I have people at events and I'll Mm -hmm. try to like either sit them by each other or at least introduce them Mm -hmm. um, and try to get them because then now they have a really good connection Mm -hmm. and they felt like seen and heard at the event. And yes. Yeah. How fun. Oh my gosh. So do you feel like, do you track where all your business comes from? No, you don't. I don't. I'm I had not. a feeling you didn't and I don't, <laughs> Hey, I don't track a lot of stuff either. I'm like the not numbers girl. I'm I hate numbers. nothing numbers. Yeah. And, um, my mindset towards my business is okay. My husband's retired. We could live off his retirement. So everything in my business is a blessing to our family. Yeah. Literally. That's how I see my business. Yes. And so um, everything is relationships. What am I doing to help these people or be the best for them, whether they buy or don't buy, or if I connect them, make them a friend, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then, um, closing transactions is like the icing on the cake for us. And we just consider it all like so much blessings in our life. So, um, I don't look at numbers. I don't see where my people come from. Like, mm-hmm. a, like Instagram analytics, I never look at them. Like I'm the worst, like there's so much data. And to <laughs> me, I'm like, the data means nothing. If you're not like loving on people, like literally, um, so I've been doing real estate for three and a half years and we just this week are starting to do emails. Yes. <laughs> I don't have a CRM. I don't have anything. Did so you get Flowdesk? I did. I yeah. got Flowdesk. There you go. You're I love it. Yes. I love it. Best and thing ever. I just started using it for the first event we're going to do. Yes. And I worked out, I think all the kinks, I don't know. We'll see. But, and now I'm like, oh, I could put all my clients in here. And mm-hmm. so, Yeah. <laughs> Hi, it's Barbara with Your Tax Coach, and we love helping entrepreneurs save money on their taxes. Here's a quick tax tip. Improvements to your property, whether it's your personal residence or an investment property, helps increase what's called your basis, and it will help you pay less in taxes when you sell the property. So don't forget to always improve your properties. For more info, follow us on Instagram at Your Tax Coach or go to our website, yourtaxcoach.com. I just wrote out for realtors, like, um, I'm doing basically like, okay, you have a buyer. What would all of your email campaigns look like? And then, okay, you have a seller. What would all your email campaigns look like? I'm having so much fun doing that because it's creative. I feel like for that's like, for me, my outlet is definitely like yours. I don't want to sit and draw. I don't want to paint. I don't like my creativity really comes from creating those rooms and, and, 
email campaigns. Why is that so creative to me? I don't know. Are you selling me? those? I might buy them because <laughs> sometimes my mind starts going blank on these emails because I'm not used to email. Like that's a whole different language to me, right? So yeah. Like, I could write a post all day long, 10 I'll posts, I'll have no to get problem, you into my email marketing meetup group. You'll love it. It's, we're Wait, literally going to build East side or West side <laughs> on zoom in person once oh, a month zoom. and okay. on zoom once a month. So <laughs> I know. Cause I feel like you ask people, do you do email marketing? And most people say no to me. And I'm like, it's crazy. Cause I was um, in a class and it was like uh, social media was like a ROI of $2. I'm trying to remember this. And um, email marketing was like $42. I'm like, okay, this is That's where amazing. I'm spending a lot of my time coming up because I know it's hard and it takes a long time, but once you build it, it's built. Yes. And so I have been time blocking like crazy to make sure I get that exit. So, it's so important. Yeah, and you kind of inspired me to get my emails going when we had a call and you yes. talked about Flowdesk and I was like, okay, for years I've been thinking about it and now I just have to like jump in and force myself to do this and get those emails going um, because I look at social media and think like I don't own social media, right? So if they decide to cancel my account, if I'm controversial or whatever, thousand percent, I've had my account like shut mm -hmm. down before and I think, oh my goodness, my like not my whole business, but yeah. A lot of my business is on social media, and if they just shut it down, or if they take it away, or if they decide no, you can't do business or hacks on here, your account. anything hacks, yeah. um, then it's all gone. And yeah. so the value of the the emails and having that separate thing that you sort of own on your own. Mm -hmm. I mean, the whole internet could all disappear, so we don't really own anything. But yes. at the end of the day, like that's mm -hmm. something where it's like, oh, okay, I need to have like more avenues where I can touch my. People. Yeah, I love that. And if anyone like out there is feeling the way that I felt forever, which is I didn't want to do email marketing because I felt like it was so automated. And like, yes. I'm like Cheryl, we like relationships and like, I could not handle that. I'm like, I don't want people to be like, oh my gosh, Kristen's emailing me again. And yes. you know, just annoyed. Yes. So with Flowdesk, like the reason I love it is because it really allowed me to put my personality in there and like have fun and be funny and Oh my gosh, what a different experience. Yes. It's the best thing. I'm loving Flowdesk. I think like, Flowdesk should pay us to talk about them because we love them so much. <laughs> well, it's just like, it's almost like you're making a social media post, but you're putting it in like this email yes, format to so people. Yes, that's so true. And so I'm like, oh, okay. So it's like I'm doing like a whole sort of page of posting and making a pretty page, like a very Canva looking type thing. Yeah. And so just, yeah, I, I've been enjoying it, but I do need a like, time block to actually sit down and make them all because I don't want mine to ever come off as like this basic one that I just got off my CRM that yeah. automated to everyone. It's like, happy November, like, you <laughs> yeah, know, totally. like totally, no, you know, so I'm like, okay, I really need to like dive in and create those. Well, we'll do it in our meetup. All right. So I feel like one thing we talk a lot about on this show is that we're all a shit show. Like it's almost just like, <laughs> I was just actually driving here on a call with another mom in real estate and she was like I'm sorry I'm just like my brain isn't working right now and I'm like I totally get it you don't yeah. have to apologize to me I have 75 things going on in my head and yes. then trying to figure out how I'm going to get to pick up on time and then when I'm home how to shut that off and so yes. how do you deal with that um we, we just we're just buckled up on the ride right like we yeah. signed up for this roller coaster there's no getting off I know. um no my brain never stops my husband says it's like a circus in there um I think working out and getting a lot of stuff out like physically helps mm -hmm. um I used to journal a lot I haven't lately but I feel like that helped a lot because you do can, like brain dump everything mm -hmm. and kind of get it out of your head and like on paper um 
Yeah, uh, it is a shit show. It's chaos. And it's so funny because my church asked me to like be in charge of some stuff. And they're like, you just seem so organized. And I'm thinking like, <laughs> behind the scenes, you have no idea. I'm like, I get everything done. Like, yeah. I know I'm going to get stuff done. But there, I'm not the kind that's like color coding yeah. and charts and organization. I'm just like, no, it's all up here in a circus. And then like, I'll, I'll make sure it's done by the time it needs to be done. Yeah, I know. It's so hard. I, I really like I've really challenged myself to get good at that kind of stuff because I'm so naturally bad at it. Yeah. Um, I actually I was just thinking about this on the way here. So have you ever heard of um, I th- it's called Magic Mind? It's basically like a little shot of like green goodness. Oh, I, okay. Yeah, I saw that. And now we're probably going to get ads on our phones for it. But I think I oh, saw good. an ad for it, right? <laughs> Did you? Yes, yes. It's good. And so it's like supposed to help you with like that part, like Clarity. the shit show of being a mom in real estate, I feel like okay. is like perfect. So anyways, I've been taking it for like, I don't know, probably like a month or so. And really? I feel like it helps me focus. And I don't know if it's one of those things where you're like, okay, now that I'm like taking it, I think I am, but like the placebo. Yeah. Effect. <laughs> but I really feel like it works and it's like, okay. So, and I'm so bad about, I'm a shit show when it comes to like creating like, okay, am I taking all my vitamins? Am I taking this? But I've been good and it was really good. So anyways, I thought I would share that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, everyone, I feel like everybody, I'm like, you need to find what works for you, especially yeah. because I'm 41 and I'm like, at this age, I should have like my systems and body kind of like locked down yes. with like what my body needs every day. How do I nourish it? Okay. How much exercise do I need? And kind of having that all sort of figured out and you know it's not perfect but I'm like okay I feel like I'm at my like most energetic most this most that when I do x y and z yes and you really do you know one thing that like hurt me really bad was I love to run and it was it was actually like not good for a stomach issue that I have and so when I was running like mentally it made me feel really good but it was actually like really affecting my health physically and I am having such a hard time with that, but it's like, you really yeah. do have to know like for you specifically, like what makes you feel good and what's good for yes. you. And that's like, you watch people and you're like, well, look at that person. They're doing this, that, the other thing. Yeah. Nothing is a one size fits all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think giving something like three months of trial and then, okay, that works for me and you kind of stick with it. So I have like a good system. I feel like I'm going good. <laughs> Even though I know when we talk, you probably are like, oh my gosh, you're overwhelming. <laughs> well, I feel like, you know, business, you're at like a level and then you like kind of master that level where you're at. And then when you want to go to the next level, that step up to it is so much stuff to learn and so much do and, and wrap your head around when you're like, hey, wait, maybe I didn't master the level I'm at then <laughs> because this is overwhelming. But you know, that's the process. So I think right now in my business, I'm at that stepping process. Yeah. And so it's a lot of creating like all these new systems and new email things and just all, all this behind the scenes stuff that a lot of people, you know, it's not fun showing houses and making funny reels and doing all that kind of yeah. stuff. It's this behind the scenes boring stuff. But then like when you get to that next level up there, now you can kind of like streamline that. And now you're like, okay, now I can like run and run my business. And I feel like the market's shifting so much right now. And it's going back to this like seller's market we're seeing. And it's just kind of like this crazy, like, are we about to take off again in Arizona? Because it feels like that, at least on the West Valley for us. And so I'm like, okay, we need to get all these in place because I feel like we're about to have another takeoff of like what we did, Mm -hmm. you know, for the last three years. Yeah, this market shift's been super interesting. And I'm actually, so if you're not in our Moms in Real Estate Facebook group, you guys need to get in there. Because I was just this morning, I was talking to a girl in she in Mississippi? I forget, but I'm always asking like, what's the market like there? I always want to like, I love to get like a big bird's eye view of it. And I feel like that spots such a great mix of people from all over the place that 
it's really nice to hear like what's the market doing there and how are you like what are you doing differently because you have to do stuff differently what I'm seeing right now is so many people who have been top producers for so long are all of a sudden freaking out like yeah. they went from like you know tons of deals um, at a time to oh my gosh like I don't even know where my next deal is coming from and I only have one in escrow and this, that was really interesting for me to watch and then watch them like freak out when they, they just, I feel like need to like not freak out and yeah. go back to basics, what yeah. they haven't had to do in so long because yeah. the last handful of years has been so insane for everybody that you barely yeah. had to put forth effort and you had a shitload of clients. Yes. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. yeah. I started in 2020. So it was like pandemic craziness, although Arizona like hardly shut down. So, um, I was running this business where it was like people are staying home. They're not going out. They're doing this. Mm -hmm. So I like built my business in 2020 and that was where you, okay, I have to like run and work really hard because I wanted to make my income in real estate match what it had been in direct sales. Mm -hmm. So I could do the shift over the year and then yeah. go full-time real estate. And so I dove in and you know, the effort and everything you do when you first start, I think is so much different, but after, you know, the year after that and the year after that, we're just so crazy. I was telling one of my title reps, I said, listen, you, you have to be an idiot to not be able to sell home in this market. Like, like genuinely, mm -hmm. because the demand was just so great. Everybody mm -hmm. was buying, everybody was selling. It was just like crazy, right? Yeah. It was crazy time. Mm -hmm. And so then it started slowing down. I would say for us, like, um, I don't know, like last summer, mm -hmm. kind of because the, the shift with the, the rates and that this, so this whole sort of last year has been this regrouping of like, okay, long-term thinking, building this business for the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years. What are all the systems we have in place? Mm -hmm. How are we nurturing and taking care of our clients, past clients, you know, potential clients and really starting to do that because we never had any, we just kind of like ran and, you know, rode the wave for yeah. so long. And now it's like, Hey, the tide's gone out a little bit. Like, let's, you know, get, get our bearings here and get ready for like the next wave. And you just, you have to kind of like take this industry like that. But that's why I love it because I could never just sit at like a nine to five job. Like I would no. go crazy. I'd be bored out of my mind. I need like, I, I love this. I live for this. Well, one thing I've always preached to agents and I feel like I like right now you're really seeing it is like, that's, you really have to diversify. Like you cannot just be so transactional and like, where's my next deal coming from? What other income streams are you working on building whether that's like a course or it's whatever yeah. you have so many different options on how to build income streams and so I just think right now it would be so awesome if those people <laughs> like had those because that's where they're freaking out you know yeah absolutely so I have a question for you yeah if you had to have somebody that is very influential that you follow and admire as a business partner who would it be and why um, there is a girl that I follow, or I guess I should say lady. Um, her name is Lisa Song Sutton. She is out in Las Vegas. She, I believe, owns a real estate company. She owns, like you said, multiple businesses. Yeah. She owns rentals. She owns, um, mail stores where she has the oh. PO boxes and yeah. makes like a lot of money from that. Yes. I love that. She is incredible. So she owns a couple of those and Oh, Sin City cupcakes. Have you heard of them? No. So back in the day she started this thing where it was these cupcakes and then they put like this shot of like a cream in the middle, but it's alcohol. Okay. So people go to Vegas and, the, and she branded it amazingly. It's oh, like a yeah. huge thing. So she, cool. Sin City cupcakes was her as well, but she's just very inspirational, very knowledgeable, always positive and just 
you know, and like this empowering female, but has the mindset of just like, there's so much room for everyone to be successful. Totally. And for everyone to, you know, the better, the better we all do in this industry and, you know, on social media, all these businesses that we have, the better we do, the better everyone does because Mm -hmm. we show it can be done and it's real and it's amazing, you know? So, um, yeah. So if she, wanted to move to Arizona. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love, I mean, you have to have women like that, that you look up to because like that just gave me so many ideas. Like I, I love being around people like that or trying really hard. Like, and one thing I will encourage you to do is message her because I have been following so many different, like bigger names on Instagram and they'll have like hundreds of thousands of followers. And I'm like, worst thing they can do is not write me back or say no to whatever I'm asking for. And so many of them write me back and so many of them like now I have like a relationship with and they speak at my events and stuff. So it's scary. But I do think that like when you have somebody like you should always have one arm reaching forward, one arm reaching back, reach forward and ask them like, what's the worst thing, you know, yeah. so you should okay, reach what out should to I her. ask her though? I, I, I don't have that fear of like, oh, no, I can't reach out to her. I don't have that. I just... What would just I be say? like, you know, I mean, think about what you'd want to say for me. I'm always like, Hey, I love what you're doing. And I'll point out what I like that they're doing. And I'm like, is there any way for us to collaborate on anything? Like I have, oh, okay. you know, and then you're building these different communities for me. I'm like, which community can I plug this girl into? Like, can she come speak at an event? Yeah. You know, is she, would so she be smart. somebody that would want to come to an event? So like, depending on the person, I'm just like, where can I plug them into? Or how can I provide value to them? Yeah, you know, cause absolutely. just like you, they're building a business. And so what do they need to do? They need to meet new people too. Yeah. So you're going to have to tell us all what I'm going to have to message her. It goes. (laughs) So tell, tell everybody, like if they wanted to follow you on Instagram, how do they do that? So happy cactus homes is my real estate page. And a lot of people say, don't do separate ones, but I like having, I have separate. Yeah. Yeah. I have happy, happy cactus homes is, um, the real estate side. And then the mommy wood is my personal page. And they sort of overflow sometimes, but I love yeah. the mommy wood because her name's Cheryl Wood. It's just such a yes. good, like, it's so fun. Right, like the play on the word. Yeah, like, it's good. Um, I loved having you on. Thank you so much. And Thank you for having me, this has been fun. Heck yeah! I feel if like you, we could do this like monthly. Fierce ladies, welcome to the Moms in Real Estate podcast, where we unleash our unapologetic power to share the raw truth of our journeys. Brace yourself for a dose of empowerment, education, and encouragement like never before. I'm Kristen, a relentless entrepreneur obsessed with connecting and uplifting fellow boss babes. In this podcast, we're all about getting down to business, conquering motherhood, nurturing relationships, and so much more. Get ready to dive into the nitty gritty, embrace the hustle, and unravel the secrets of success in the world of real estate. We're here to ignite your fire, equip you with the knowledge, and unleash your limitless potential. Tune in as we redefine what it means to be a true boss babe.